that 12.01 Saturday morning, uh, everything changed at Roxham Road. We've talked about it on the air before, uh, and other illegal border crossings, to be fair. Um, coming out of the U.S. President's brief visit to Ottawa late last week, a deal to try and get a handle on the crush of illegal migrants on the Canada-U.S. border. Talked about it before, right? At the heart of it all was that safe third country agreement, which said if a migrant arrived in Canada or the United States... They could not then cross the border into the other country and claim asylum in the neighboring country because the assumption was, hey, if you're in Canada or you're in the U.S., you're already in a safe country. You don't need to move on to the next one. But that only applied if you crossed at legal border crossings, right? You'd be turned back. However, if you went to an illegal border crossing, such as Roxham Road, you could still get into the country and claim asylum status. And that's what we saw that loophole is what we saw turn into thousands and thousands of people crossing the border at Roxham Road between Quebec and New York. So the conversation was, okay, how do we deal with this? How, how, how do we put an end to this? Well, that border, the whole ruling around that safe third party agreement has now been changed. Let's find out how. We're going to chat with Sergio Caris, who is the principal of Caris Immigration Law and a certified specialist in Canadian immigration and citizenship law. Sergio, thanks for joining us again. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Okay, so the safe third country agreement at the heart of all of this, as I said, it's been changed, right? What is the change? What does it say now? Well, uh, right now, uh uh, and with the caveat that still uh, regulations have to be implemented on both sides of the border, the amendment is that the entire uh, agreement will apply to the entire border as opposed to just ports of entry. By uh, agreeing with the United States, that was a necessary party to this particular safe third country agreement, um, the Canadian government will be able to return um, individuals who do not fall under any one of the exemptions back to the United States. So no more Roxham Road, um, just uh, willy-nilly entries. And uh, on the other hand, also, as you know, there's been a surge of uh, people from Canada trying to enter the United States as a secondary port of yeah, a secondary yeah. uh, route, so to say, uh, where you know a lot of uh, human smugglers, uh, unfortunately, have uh, convinced people to do this dangerous trip in the middle of uh, the winter from Canada to the U.S. and the Swanton sector, which is the uh, part of the border that border that between Canada and New York State and Vermont. New Hampshire uh, has seen up to almost, uh, almost a 900% Jeez. increase in illegals trying to enter the United States. Uh, of course, you know, these people are being told uh, what to do, etc. And now the U.S. government is apprehending them, and uh, reports are that they are going to be flying them to the southern border and sending them back to Mexico, if that applies. Uh, of course, you know, they have to go through the legal process there. Yeah, yeah. But um, in, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, 
uh, it appears, and I say it appears because we'll see how Canada will implement this, that the free-for-all that we have seen at Roxham Road and other um, uh, non other, other irregular ports of entry, uh, it's over. Uh, and that's uh, actually uh, a, a, a good thing for a province like Quebec, because the Quebec government was complaining bitterly yes. about the number of people coming in and taxing their uh, social services, housing, etc. Uh, because you had uh, approximately 150 people a day crossing, and as the weather gets warmer, um, that was uh, was going to increase for sure. Um, at the height of uh, the pre-pandemic era in 2019, they were having like four or five, four, four to five hundred uh, people a week mm-hmm. at Roxham Road. Oh, yeah. Thousands. That became uh, a popular uh, port of entry, sort of uh, irregular port of entry uh, for all these individuals. And these were a lot of these people were either uh, individuals who have lived in the United States for a decade or more illegally, or those who had a visitor visas to the United States and decided uh, that uh, they were going to make uh, their way to Canada because. Uh, they, they were engaged in what is called asylum shopping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you cannot have a, a free-for-all because uh, you have to have rule of law. Sure. And rule of law, it's, it, 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 it includes the, 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 the right to make uh, the claim in accordance with the legislation. You can't have people just uh, go to the U.S. and decide, well, this is not good enough for me after 10 years. Right. I don't have any papers. So I'm going to go to Canada and make up a claim and or tell them a story. And, you know, they're not going to deport me anyways because Canada has extremely low deportation rates right now. And as a result of the pandemic, even lower. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just not a viable situation. And you have to have order, you know, order for sure. the public That's... to have, uh, the public needs to, to trust the system, that the system is fair and that the system works and that the rule of law, of law is respected. But, Sergio, will this do that? I mean, this is a change and it was, a, you know, it was sort of, this is the, the focus, Roxham Road, Roxham Road, Roxham Road. We all know that. But will this change do enough? I mean, we've got this, I mean, the border's thousands of kilometers long. That's why we've never you know, been mm-hmm. able to police the whole border. Will it not just spring up somewhere else? Or will there not just be another way that this problem will continue? Is this enough to address it, I guess? Well, based on uh, recent history, uh, we're talking about in, in the last uh, 30, 40 years, uh, unfortunately, human smugglers are always a step ahead yeah. of uh, the enforcement. And they are finding very creative and dangerous ways uh, for people to cross into various countries, including Canada or the United States. And uh, the intent of this agreement is a good one, uh, as it it closes a loophole that uh, was ridiculous, really. Um, and I wrote about that particular loophole when the agreement was uh, implemented. 
way back, uh, you know, during the, the time of Prime Minister Harper, and uh, it, it was glaring, this loophole. So it, has, it didn't take a genius to figure out that um, no. people were going to take advantage of that. And boy, did they. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 going to, it's going to slow the flow of people coming to the irregular port of entry and presenting themselves to the RCMP and reducing the RCMP to uh, basically bellboys. Right. Uh, because that's, that's what they were doing. They were, they were putting them in buses and helping them out, etc. You can't have, you know, that image being projected uh, because people lose uh, trust in the system and... You know, we we need a positive view of immigration, not a negative view of immigration, um, so the public can see the benefits of immigration, which is orderly. You can't have just, oh, I'm here, let me in and give right, me yeah. social assistance, housing, uh, education for my kids, free health care. You just can't have that because the system is taxed to the maximum right now. And also... This impacted the capacity of the Immigration and Refugee uh, 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 Refugee Board that couldn't deal with so many claims. They have 70,000 cases in the pipeline right now, and and it was growing dramatically because uh, of these irregular uh, entries. There was no, no end in sight for that. And any gains that they made during the pandemic in reducing the backlog and the inventory has is gone right now. Mm-hmm. I wrote extensively about this because the numbers are just staggering. And what are you going to do? Create um, a bureaucratic apparatus of thousands of people to adjudicate these claims? I mean, it's just not doable. It's very, very costly. The Immigration and Refugee Board costs all, uh, close to $300 million a year to operate. Um, it, it's just too expensive. And that is not even including the cost to the provinces and the cost to the municipalities because all these people need housing. Well, yeah, and, I mean, uh, they need... Uh, Francois Legault in Quebec has need... said, you know, we, we, we were almost collapsing under, under the weight of this. Uh, our social services Correct. couldn't keep up. Well, Quebec... Quebec was uh, one of the the primary movers uh, against uh, uh, you know to to close this road because uh, Quebec was just uh, being overwhelmed. Uh, they started busing people to Niagara Falls, Ontario, and the mayor of Niagara Falls came out and said, "We don't have the infrastructure to house these people." Uh, you know, Niagara Falls is a very expensive tourist destination. And so on, and um, it's just not sustainable mm-hmm. to have this uh, at a time, I should say, at a time in which all Canadians are facing a housing crisis because uh, there is no affordable accommodation for people who are here legally, let alone uh, trying to house people who are coming illegally to the country. It's just not doable. What about the fact that this happened almost instantaneously? It was sort of rumored earlier in the day, and then it was announced and the border closed a few hours later. There are some people saying, oh my goodness, there's there's hundreds and thousands of people already on their way. It's wintertime. We're going to have a humanitarian crisis unfolding at the border. Do you think that's well, possible? Well, you know, uh, look, I mean, this uh, uh, this is the only way these things can be done, because if you give them advance notice, then you're going to have a crash of people trying to rush the border. Right, yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, this is uh, the way it is. And uh, it is very unfortunate that 
uh, human smugglers continue to push uh, this um, illegal migration into the United States and Canada in the numbers that they are doing, um, you know, for for profit, and it's just uh, it's just it's just an insane situation that um, it's costing the taxpayers of this country uh, not just a lot of money, but also um, uh, you have impact on the schools, you have impact on Healthcare, the healthcare system, yep. you have uh, and housing is the is, is the is the worst impact because. As you know, uh, in the big cities, particularly in Ontario, in Toronto, you know, we, we have no affordable housing at the moment, and there's a shortage of accommodations. And the government has decided that they are going to increase legal immigration uh, to 500,000, uh, which is it would be fine if we could accommodate all these people. But the, we also have. Uh, 600,000 foreign students. Mm-hmm. We also have um, a, a lot of other categories. And the, and the numbers of people coming into Canada right now to leave uh, approach 1 million a year, according to a CIBC. Um, so we saw the biggest increase ever uh, last year. Correct, and and when the when the government says half a million, that's not true. That no. is a that a million is a last false year. figure. Yeah. Is a million if you count the people who are traveling into Canada to come in on a temporary basis, right? So you have the people who, because the people who are getting residency and they are legal, they're already here for the most right. part. Right. Sure. Yeah. The question yeah. is that are the people who are coming in to study and to work. Um, on, on a temporary basis, and they need to be housed as well. So that is creating a tremendous amount of pressure on the housing sector, and we cannot keep up with the number of people, and uh, because it does not match the number of new construction that we have. If we are um, building 200,000 homes a year, uh, and we're getting, um, you know, half a million yeah, yeah. Uh, legal immigrants, uh, you know, a year, there's obviously a very severe mismatch, and these people have to go live somewhere. It's also not fair to them, because they are coming in, and they can't afford anything. And sure. there's a study that uh, has been uh, recently um, made public that indicates that a lot of the legal immigrants to this country are considering living because of the cost of living in this country. Oh, is that right? So, I'm not surprised. Uh, I mean, yes, there's a lot of Canadians that are struggling with the cost. Sergio, I'm, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I do appreciate you being here. i got to get to a break, though. I apologize.